On this episode of Industry Relations, Sam DeBoer joins Rob and I, and things get a bit uncomfortable. Let's go. This is Industry Relations, a podcast that's at the intersection of real estate and technology from an insider's perspective, with Rob Hahn and Greg Robertson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first post-Thanksgiving edition of in this relations with Rob and Greg, <laughs> this is your co-host, the notorious Rob, Rob Han, and as always with me, the fabulous Greg Robertson. Hola, Rob. That's right. You know, we went from jazz hands to like weirdo, greedy, fi- greasy know. finger type stuff. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. At least I'm sitting down. Okay. So, you know, I know I call this the post-Thanksgiving because it will air after Thanksgiving. We're actually recording this the day before. Thanksgiving. That's how, that's so we how much we love our audience. That's right. That's how much we that's love right. our we're, audience. We're, we're anticipating the future, as it were. Um, so, you know, I would love to ask you, like, how was your Thanksgiving? Except it hasn't happened yet, so I'm not going to do yeah. that. We'll do that actually on the next week's episode, I suppose, you know. But um, this is a pretty special episode either way because we have a guest. And, you know, we do like guests. But this guest in particular we like. We both, we both have a... In fact, I think I heard I heard him mention on a podcast he was on previously that uh, they were talking about the karaoke action in Koreatown in New York and how we need to do that again. I'm like, you know, we need to make that happen maybe in Vegas because I don't go to New York anymore. But in any event, without further ado, let's introduce our guest, our dear friend Sam DeBoard. Woo! We, we need Woo! a we need a hey we need a Sound name for Sam right? What would be like a good Let's not, let's not figure it out on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> that, that could turn out badly. Anyway, uh, in case anyone doesn't know, Sam is a good old dear friend of ours. He is also the CEO of RISO, the Real Estate Standards Organization. Uh, he is now an international man of mystery since I believe he is traveling to Paris, France, to talk about, I would assume, real estate data standards. But, you know, <laughs> let's start with that real quick. Just tell us a little bit about what you're doing over in Europe, and then we'll kind of get into our conversation, which we had. Sure. Thanks. Great to be with you guys again. Uh, always fun being on the show here. Um, yeah, so Riso uh, was invited by CEPI, the European Association of Real Estate Professions, to come talk about data standards and MLS. As you know, North America is really generally where the mature MLS markets are, but lots and lots of countries want to be a part of that. They see the efficiencies. So um, Danae Evans from CMLS and I are going to give a talk um, to talk about the two concepts of MLS and governance and then data standards and technology. We've got folks from 33 countries, five continents coming um, very exciting, very exciting to be a part of that very and be cool. invited to, um, to go out there. So yeah, we'll, we'll take a lot of video. We'll share it with everyone when we get done with the event. Very, very cool. Brad, are going to give Brad a call? He's, Brad is going to actually be, there. he's going to do a session with us. Um, awesome, and cool. we're, we're hopefully going to be able to get out and see his place there in Paris. So we're very excited yeah, to man, have that'd him. That'd be involved. awesome. Yep. All right. Awesome. Very cool. So, uh, the context of this conversation, a little bit of backstory, uh, we get an email from Sam. Something about like one or more of our past episodes were total piece of crap. No, it wasn't how to put it. It was like, no, we no. said, we kept saying things like, I don't know, but here's our assumption. You know, there's like these things. So Sam has actually graciously agreed to correct 
some of our misconceptions, uh, and, and- maybe maybe challenge us a little bit, and also maybe clarify maybe some of the I don't know but statements. Is that is that an accurate you know sort uh, of a I think I said add context, but we could certainly, <laughs> we could certainly challenge some things because it wouldn't right. be a fun show if we didn't. That's right. Yeah, and I think and I, I think uh, yeah. the listeners have also got to know, I mean, Sam's background is also as a broker, an agent, right? So you've been, it's not just he's this techno nerd and, and started this in, in charge of this standards organization, right? So you you were a working agent broker for, for a lot of years. So, um, I, and, and that's something yeah, that Rob and I have no context all, at all. That's about. right. Well, and it's good to add too that this is, you know, obviously I, I work for Riso. Um, I am a, a realtor member. Um, I've been a broker. I work on some of these committees. Um, I know the leadership teams and, and the volunteer leaders. So I'm not an NAR spokesperson. I don't speak right. officially for NAR, but I've certainly spent enough years and time with these groups and, and gotten the documentation um, from all their communications to have a, a pretty good idea of what the average realtor member who reads all of their communications would know in, in this situation. Excellent. 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 And just to Excellent. clarify, you are not speaking for Riso either, right? You're just here. Yeah, certainly or not. are you speaking for Riso? I mean, that'd be great if you were, you know. No, no. Riso's not named in any of the lawsuits that are, you know, most of the conversations you're having right now. Um, Riso has no part in that, so there's no conversation right. to be had there. Um, I'm not even here to tell you that you're wrong about your conclusions. Um, I, I might. I we'll see how yeah, things go. We'll see. But I just want to clarify: concept. you you are not here like as a resource spokesperson either. You're you know this is your personal opinions, personal views. Right. None of what happens today should be attributed to either Reso or NAR or any other organization. Simply what a realtor member. That's right. Absolutely. Simply what a realtor member who is involved right. and informed right. would know. Right. But I would like to sort of think of this as Greg likes to bring this up all the time, right? That we'll have, he'll get a phone call or you get a text from some listener who's like, I would spend the entire drive yelling at the, you know, <laughs> the stereo because you guys are talking. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of feel like you're, you're maybe like the, the voice of that group of listeners who are like, want to be yelling you and throwing idiots, things you have at no you. Know, idea. Exactly. Well, exactly. I, message, so. I message you guys sometimes <laughs> because I, I love listening to the show because sometimes it's pure comedy, sometimes it's very informative, and sometimes I just shout at the sky <laughs> while you're speaking. So it's a combination of things. Yeah. All right. So with that said, let's start with uh, it's your call, Mr. DeBoard. So, uh, point of clarification or issue number one. Let's start there. Sure. So, you know, I think you've had two episodes recently. One of them talked about the communications from NAR to membership um, was a heavy component two episodes ago. And then I just actually heard this morning um, kind of takeaways from being at the NAR event. Um, so, you know, as, as you spoke to already, there's a lot of I don't know, but um, and that's OK. The show is about conjecture. It's part of the um, interesting thing is that, you know, you've got to make projections. Um, at the same time, sometimes a conclusion gets stacked on a whole lot of I don't know buts. So there were these comments about, um, you know, NAR had nothing queued up. They had no idea what was coming next. They never talked about an appeal. They never talked about, um, you know, any sort of a potential settlement. Um, there, was, there was nothing there. And I don't know what those people read, but I'm one of the people who actually reads their emails. We have this common saying in the industry, realtors don't read RDR. It's really about people in general. Um, 
But I got the newsletters and the emails and the notes from the hub, which is the communications platform and the videos and the in-person meetings and the webinars. So um, your, you know, there's a lot of talk about NAR, maybe at least what I heard on the show is, you know, we're definitely going to win and there's no other option and that's it. Um, and I've read in detail some of the things where they do talk about appeals and they do talk about what settlements might look like, but very lightly, very lightly, very subtle. And so, um, you know, when we hear things from, as we like to say, the, you know, the birdies chirping in your ear, um, sometimes it's people that just don't read their email. So that's a starting point. Um, We're going to have to get a little, it's a little specific on that. So, but continue. Sure. I mean, we, we, we will, we will. That's fine. Um, so, you know, there's, uh, you know, this idea that, um, you know, the concept of Occam's razor. Yeah. Yeah, so if you have competing ideas as to why something's is... happening, start with the simplest one because yeah. that's probably a very likely answer. So what's been building up in terms of a concept that it seems like on the show recently is this concept. You tell me if this seems like the simplest, most likely answer, that the professional legal staff for a trade organization didn't think about options, didn't think about what might come next. Their external legal team also didn't have any idea what might happen next, didn't have any thoughts or, or, or plans or strategy or communications in the case of an appeal. That doesn't seem like the most likely scenario. It seems more like if you were working for a trade organization, which is very different from the other organizations that have settled so far, you've got corporate franchisors who have their own businesses and they've got business decisions to make there versus a member-led, member-driven, member-funded trade organization. They're going to make different decisions there. Um, if you were to go poll the realtor membership and say, leadership team included, because they're working realtors in general, they're brokers, and say, the way you've worked for many years, what you've done with your clients over time is being challenged by, as you said, ambulance-chasing attorneys, and what we would like to do as an organization is give away half to all of our money before even going to trial based on the work you've done. What do you think membership would have said? I don't know. What are, what are you suggesting? I'm suggesting that there's no because chance. Because that communication was not made. That communication was not made. No, there was no communication from NAR. What communication from NAR oh, has you, there you been? Be in, the last, hold on. in the last three years. Prior to this lawsuit being even getting past the summary judgment po point. Okay, so you're what what you're saying is that they would have sent out a poll to 1.5 million members and asked them no, whether they want to know or not. Well, we were very specific about this on this show. I've said I get it. You don't want to panic the membership, the average rank and field, sure. uh, average rank and whatever realtor. Yeah, you don't right. need to get in them, but presidents of locals, CEOs, MLSs. Yeah, you need to have done a lot more starting in 2019. So the structure of NAR is an important thing to know. Sure. Is that you have a leadership team of seven people. Yep. Um, including the CEO. Um, again, <clears throat> what's the most likely scenario? Those people are highly aware of the strategy. You've got an extended leadership team of another 12 people. Those people are probably highly informed of the strategy. Now you come the strategy out being what? The strategy of not yeah. settling. Sure, absolutely. Okay, and, so and, and and what other options there are down okay. the road? 
Sure, Sam, but here's... Okay, no, I get it. But this... So let's get specific about this. Sure. March of 2019, Merle gets filed. Right? Okay. Yes. Okay. You're the leadership team. Right. You see this. Right. You have professional legal staff who tell you the same thing that a random-ass blogger on the internet could tell you, which is Cohen Milstein and Hagen's Berman are a different breed of cat. This is not the type of bullshit lawyers we've dealt with in the past. This is right. a different threat. This is a different beast. Okay. Right. You're in the leadership team. At what point do you call the top 25 MLS CEOs, the top local associate CEOs, go, hey, guys, how about the 20 MLS that were named in that lawsuit as a co-conspirator? Bring them in a room, not the membership. I get it. Bring them in a room. Hey, guys, here's the deal. This is a very serious thing. This is what we're looking at. Here's our legal theory of defense. Here's kind of how it's going to go. Here's our strategy. We need to get, like, well, you're not defendants. We get it. But we're a member-led organization. You're a big, important part of this organization. Let's have you in the fold as we talk strategy. Did that happen, yes or no? I, 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 don't, I don't sit in all those meetings. I'm not no, I, don't, I can tell you, it didn't happen. Because Greg and I are pretty connected to that group. And I'm telling you, it did not happen. So are those folks on the leadership team for the organization? Does it matter? If you're in the leadership team, these are 20 largest MLS in the country. You're telling me that they're not aware of like Art Carter's existence? That they don't think Art Carter's an important person to communicate with? If that's the excuse, then yeah, it's even more fucked up than what I imagined. I'm going, start there. To me, the, the issue from the beginning has been, you have to at least inform the leadership. Fine. You don't want to talk to the MLS because you got nothing to do with the MLS. It's fine. How about Bob Hale, the CEO of the Houston Association of Realtors? How about him? How about the CEOs of major local associations, major state associations? Did they do that? It, it's your opinion that they knew nothing about the legal strategy. It, it is my opinion based on talking to a lot of those people that they had zero communication from NAR until very recently. And even then, it's real questionable as to what communication. Now, that's my opinion, Greg. You talk to all the same people too. Am I, no, I mean, smoking I, I, crack here? I think, I think, I think there was a, a a base understanding of what they wanted to do, but they wouldn't expand on anything else. It's almost like they didn't want it to get out to too many people because they thought then that the other side would hear that strategy and then be, you know, able to kind of prepare more or something. Right? Were, were they wrong? Um, I don't know. Do you, when you when you go to play a football game, do you just send out your whole strategy and your playbook to everyone who might share it? Because you know well, the I mean, people that you're been, ways. You share with your team. You share with your team. You got to make sure your quarterback knows, don't yeah, you? I mean, if yeah, those are not the quarterback. That's not the leadership team of the organization. Do Do you want to you've make got, sure the quarterback got, knows? You've got 1.5 million people who are members. We're not talking about 1.5 million. We're talking about so I, 25. I, 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 would, I would love to finish a sentence. It's sorry. You've got <laughs> you've got 1.5 million members. There's a leadership team, and at some point in the organizational structure, you can say big MLSs, you can say big associations. That's not the way it works. You don't just go pick and choose the folks that you give your interior strategy to. Again, I'm not in those meetings. I'm not on the leadership team. I'm just talking about structure. So at some point in that hierarchy, you have to say. This is the part of strategy that must be held close because you don't telegraph your entire strategy. Now, did they talk about a lot of the strategy? Absolutely. And again, I've read these communications repeatedly for years at this point that here's our strategy. We're right. Our membership agrees. The MLS has agreed because they've been enacting these policies throughout this time period. 
And so we're going to fight this. Now, again, if you go to membership and say, hey, we're thinking about settling, well, that's one option, but it certainly wouldn't be accepted by the membership upfront. If you're the legal team and you look at that and say jury trial, that doesn't look good. Jury trial is going to be hard for a big organization talking about Susie Q home seller giving money to someone for a commission. That's a hard thing. Certainly they had that conversation. They must have had that conversation. Do, do you and think yet, that, do they, did they have the conversation? I'm sorry if I interrupted there, but of like, okay, here's what's going to happen if we lose this. Right. Cause I think, you know, right. So it was just was basically just appeal into conversation. Right. So we're, because, we're a few, I mean, I think what we talked about in our last podcast was if you put this on a whiteboard of what could happen. Sure. Right. You know, and, and, and we're seeing what could happen. It's, it's, it's sure. pandemonium yeah. out there. Right. I mean, the, the genie's out of the bottle, uh, Pandora's box is open. Um, you know, it's exactly as Rob predicted. There's been a thousand flowers bloom of, of lawsuits and everything else. I mean, right. to me, it's like, if I, if I looked at all that, I, I'm not, and, and it seems like NAR, you know, they didn't, if you look at the other settlements, they didn't have to, they didn't have to uh, admit guilt. These other businesses said that it wouldn't really affect their, you know, business going forward anyway, right? That there could have been a justification if there was more dialogue maybe of, that you know what maybe it is worth surrendering half our half our balance sheet to stop what's going on right now because there's now now there's the memberships all screwed up um the, you know the other thing is like there's a little bit of like a things of like uh i think they've expanded the leadership team right now, now there's even more people that have to have the to executive like, uh, committee yeah the executive team right They're, they've expanded that and then i've read somewhere else where andrea was andrea was reporting that Somebody asked NAR what they've learned from the lawsuit, and it was like nothing. Um, so okay, look, we're, we're mixing hold on, up and they're looking for things. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there's so just a again, lot of things. But, but here, here's the thing, right? Uh, we when we report on what one person muttered in a committee meeting, maybe we're outside of of quality yeah. okay. news okay. context. Um, I've muttered okay. that probably at one meeting out of twenty five every year sure. at a conference that a meeting sure. was a waste of time. So. Going back to what's the likely scenario, um, do you no, hold believe on, or hold do you on. not? Hold, hold on. You, Before you go back to likely scenario, right? Sure. Because you just raised something, and I and I, Greg raised something, and I think this is yeah. – we could get into every single little piece of it, right? But yeah. this, I think, is an important thing, right? So since we're no longer trying to speculate, we're trying to get answers. So someone who's read all the communications, you know the executive team, right? At what point did NAR leadership say – we need to warn our local leadership, our state leadership, and the affiliate MLS leadership that they are likely going to face copycat lawsuit litigation. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to pull up a date or something. In I, I, I understand what you're asking. So again, going back to, I'm going to say my I don't know, but because I think it's fair to say that right. um, the likelihood scenario is that whiteboard had to happen. That whiteboard okay. clearly happened at it some level to. with yeah, the leadership team of right. the organization. Right. And they decided at what level you share X, Y, and Z, and at what level you don't share A, B, and C. Sure. Right? So the problem is when we say there was no plan, there was no communication, nobody knew but, anything about no, this. No, that's Everyone's not the problem. So the, 
so this one again so fine let's again we're doing the i don't know but we're going to make the assumptions and sure. keep in mind the three of us are not some random wall street journal journalists who don't know jack dick the three of us are pretty plugged into this industry into some of sure. the leaders in this industry right okay maybe not you and me but sam certainly is right so my point is fine somewhere there was this whiteboard and on this whiteboard unless the professional staff are total idiots which we agree they're not they're very smart they're very capable on this whiteboard was copycat lawsuits sure agreed okay right the fact that the three of us and all our network has no knowledge of any communication from nar leadership to anybody we know saying hey guys here's a here's something you guys really need to worry about copycat lawsuits I don't want to say there's no knowledge of that. I'm saying I'm not going to knowledge make, of that. Uh, what I'm saying is I'm, I'm not going to out of the thousand emails that I've read over the past right. few years. I'm not right. going to say this one specifically said copycat loss. So my point so, is the fact that we none of us and none of the people we no, know no, it, can, say, not, no, can not, say this communication happened. And they are warned us about copycat lawsuits. There were lots of copycat lawsuits already popping up that have been reported on extensively for a very long time. This like copycat what? lawsuits is not this black box. No, it is. No, it's, it's, it's very simple. Literally. No copycat lawsuits, right? Between Merle, Sitzer, no seller. It was that way for three years. They're all, those are already copycats and different flavors of the same lawsuit. Well, which is right. So the, as, as soon as Ms. Sitzer gets filed, right? At some point you have, this is my point. Right, because we, Greg and I, and this podcast have been yelling right. for two years at least. Hey, locals. Hey, MLS. Hey, brokers. Copycat lawsuit. This is the biggest threat. Sure. You really need yeah. to worry about it. Okay. Right. Has NAR made that communication to any of the leadership? And the answer is no. They're literally reporting on the biggest current existing copycat lawsuits. Of course, there are others that can come along. Of course, those conversations are We're being. Talking, I'm talking about so, warning. No, but, but Rob, just wait for a second. Just wait for a second. So you're in this situation right now where you're saying that because of a jury decision and there's no final verdict and there will be an appeal. And what's been said to the membership the entire time is the appeal process is likely two to three years. So there's lots of other things to sure. deal with in that time. Sure. I, I agree with you in your, in your last session where you said these copycat lawsuits and these ambulance chasers are going to create chaos yeah. and create financial problems. We all see yeah. it. We all know it. This is a bad thing without a doubt. Uh, it's not something, again, that's in some black box that any of these folks don't know about. Copycat lawsuits, which already exist, have been reported on heavily, and we've known that more of them would be coming at this stage. So we have two, three years, maybe, maybe it's 30 days. We don't know that there could be a settlement. But the, the statement, which is what is driven by the leadership of the organization, is that we will appeal and we will win because we're right on the law. Um, I think us as rational people would say, Juries sometimes get things wrong. We all saw the OJ trial. Sometimes juries do what they think they want to do to make the world a certain kind of place, and they don't necessarily just. But you're you're not answering, and you're dodging the question because you want to protect NAR leadership, and I don't know why. My point is very simple. Right? You're still talking about you're talking about today going forward. Like now that we have all these copycat lawsuits filed, you know, now they're talking about. It. My point is this was entirely predictable and foreseeable two years ago. Like we said, there's a whiteboard somewhere in that building, right? Where the very professional staff got together and put down, here are the possible consequences if we lose sister, right? Right. Okay. So there are copycat lawsuits, yes. No, no, no. So they knew two years ago, if we lose Sitzer, 
Our associations, our MLSs, our brokers are going to get hammered by ambulance chasing copycat lawsuits. They knew which, that. That was a possibility. Why, which is why they're appealing and they haven't lost yet. They appeal. So they sent out no warning to any of those people. Hey, what? guys, if we lose it, sir, if we lose it, sir, you're going to get sued. They didn't send out that warning. Right? Again, you're, you're asking if there was one specific message in an email that went out. All of that context has been communicated. Very well. I, you can't, also, you're not going to send a message out to membership that say, guys, guess what? Lawyers can sue you for anything they chase. Stop using ambulances. the word memberships. Start using the word leadership because that's what I'm talking about. I think in, in, in Sam's defense, I don't know if it's in Sam's defense. I, I mean, I can tell you <laughs> that I've been to, you know, CMLS has had sessions where we talked about copy law, copycat lawsuits. There's yep. been a lot of things in the ether talking about these kind of issues Sure. It, it might it might have been because you brought it up, right? We're the I mean, ether. But they they have been in the ether, right? Yeah. And, and we are and the we ether. Know, well, okay, for sure, for sure. But I mean, so, it's not like it, it was anybody who didn't realize that whether they got a memo from NA or not is an idiot because it's it has been talked about, it has been communicated, um, and if they weren't listening because of uh, maybe it would have been stronger coming from NAR or not. Um, that's the thing. So two things I want to get down here first before you guys start going at it again. Number one is, I guess where I'm coming from is, and I'll go back to, and I've been saying this, I think consistently, is if you did the whiteboard up there, and then, and you know, I will add on to, and I talked about the last podcast, the amount of, of I think there's going to be a lot of disruption where working realtors right now are having to deal with their clients who are saying, what's this thing? I don't have to pay you a commission anymore. You know, you add that disruption, you have the copycat lawsuits, you add all the things that are happening now, this discourse, right? The, you know, the, everything else. I just, I, I just think that, you know, settlement should have been, you know, they're already making all the rule changes to kind of, you know, to make it, to, to get what they want anyway, in a sense, right? So I just think that, I think it was a bad decision, if I was going to look at that whiteboard, not to, to settle. Right. And then the, the second thing I'm hearing is you're saying there's some communication went by, but only that that the entire um, it was they chose what to communicate. And, and, and that was a strategy in itself as well, I think, is what you're saying as well. But but I've right? also said that they've talked about appeals and they've talked about, again, as a nuanced backup, a settlement's always something that's there. These things have not just been ignored and not been there. And, and on the show, what we hear is we get to this conclusion where. NAR didn't know anything, didn't predict anything, didn't communicate anything. And so is these binary statements that are just patently false. And I'm, I'm being a little soft on your thing about the copycat lawsuits, because I'm not going to commit to say this email said copycat lawsuits. I've read 100 emails that talked about the actual copycat lawsuits that already exist. You've certainly got a scenario where it's a disaster which we all know is out there. I probably sat through no fewer than five legal updates at this NAR, all with a different flavor, all to a different audience. One for MLSs, one for associations, one for volunteer leadership. So the idea that all these people are, all these realtor members are, are blind to what's happening, if only NAR had said this sentence in this way, um, it's just, you know, you, you had, um, and you, you're muted, Rob, but, um, you had the this the last conversation you had. Well, there's this there's this emerging board and there's this MLS policy board and what are they doing if there's nothing they're going to do? Um, I sit on those groups. 
What are they doing? They don't have to pass a policy for MLS issues and policy committee to talk about a lot of critical things for the industry. MLS technology and emergency issues advisory board is talking about all of these things. They're not necessarily every time putting out a big public statement about that, but they are open meetings. They're open meetings that a lot of people go to. So again, I'm not here to tell you all of your conclusions are wrong. I'm here to say that there's a lot of this communication that has happened for a sure. very long time and people who are experiencing some discomfort and concern sometimes conveniently forget the things they've heard or the things that they didn't read. So Sam, when you say things like patently false, you're going to have to prove that they were patently false, right? And the things that I've been pushing on is, has NAR made any communication to its leadership to prepare? And the answer is no. They have the answer not. is yes. So then you're going to have to show me where they said, sure. I mean, you got to prepare I can, for copycat lawsuits. If, if, if we, now we're going to have to do right. email digging. Sure. sure. And, and um, we will publish and we'll do a follow-up because I'm telling you, I have not heard... We're, when you're you're, you're, you're focusing in on one one thing. Oh, no, 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 we'll, 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 go, we'll go on. Are, we'll go on. No, we're going to go on. Because, no, because that's important. Know. It's important because. for you to for you to defend NAR's behavior the last three years, as in what they did was like some smart, thought out, strategic thing. So they'll apply Occam's razor. Is it possible that NAR said they sat around and said, "Hey, you know what? If we lose Sitzer, you know what's going to happen? Every single one of our local associates are going to get sued by some ambulance chaser." So again, hey, should we warn them? No, no, no. Let's not warn them because we're going to win. We're going to win an appeal. Like, is that more likely or again, is it more likely that they just never thought about it? Let, let's let's go back to the broader statements. NAR didn't think about any other scenario. These are the broader statements made on the show. Yeah. NAR didn't think about any other scenario. NAR yeah. never, never talked about appeal. They yeah. never talked about a settlement. They no, never the appeal had part is Greg. I, I think they talked about it. So, for, so far, all four of those things have been incorrect. And now you're focusing on... Whether no, or not all four things are correct. You're you're claiming they're incorrect, except there's no evidence to show that they're incorrect. So okay, move so on to the second thing. So let's no, go no, through all four. We're not moving on, Rob, when you say things no, no, that are no. Because you, you clearly have no data. You have no evidence that NAR sent out any communication to prepare the leadership for copycat lawsuits. Again, one of the five things that I just talked correct. about. So let's go to the second I thing to see if you have any evidence on, on that one. And I told you right. I will so you look for that. Second, to make look for it, but right now you don't have it. You're Sam, not right you don't have it. focusing on the five no, things. Right now, Sam, you have no evidence that NAR sent out any communication right, about here, copycat here losses. Is, here, is on, here is on his one point again, and he'll ignore the last four. Once no, again. That's, that's, no, we're going to move on. So, uh, do you see if you have any evidence, because you're supposed to bring evidence. Evidence we'll, number we'll, two. We so, will go so, back so, to the previous would, show, and I will list the 20 statements you said that were incorrect, and you will focus sure, on the one sure. that I have yet to commit to. Oh, no, no. Fine. So, that's the other night. so let's go through the important ones. You could nitpick on some and, random and, and ass and statement. And I would just caution, Rob, I mean, if he actually pulls one out of his ass. By, by the way, Sam and I are friends. I was wrong. Sam was absolutely right. I was wrong. I have strong opinions, weekly held. Show me the communication to leadership saying, hey, copycat lawsuits are coming. It's a real problem. Please shore up your legal defense fund. 
I will. I was wrong, and they are absolutely made this, this communication. I'm going to show you the communications for the other four that you said didn't happen, and you're not going to listen to that part as well. But I don't know what the like, other four is because you just went on to irrelevant things. I just listed the, the that. relevant <laughs> thing. So <laughs> let's <laughs> me repeating myself and you yeah, ignoring I, the things yeah, that I said because you say the same nonsense stuff anyway. So move on to the second <laughs> big important thing that you're going to have to defend because this was one of the things you were talked about. Again, this was brought up, right? Where is the communication plan? Because you told us that one of the things we got wrong in the last show and the show before that I got pretty upset about, right, was the fact that NAR did not appear to have any kind of a communication PR plan in the event they lost. Okay. So I made that statement not knowing. You might know. Was there a comms plan for if we lose Sitzer? Again, it would probably be better if I just put together a load of documentation that I received as not anyone on the leadership team, as just a member. Um, again, these are these binary statements, no communications plan. Does that seem like the most likely scenario? No, it doesn't. Now, maybe it wasn't the communications yeah, right. plan you would have liked. Right. Another or either that or Tom's plan is the most incompetent, utterly foolish one I've ever seen. And does that seem like the most likely scenario? At this point, what's the alternative? The alternative is they have some genius 3D chess plan that involves the Wall Street Journal, the uh, New York Times, and CNN going on and calling realtors a cartel that without being, without being answered. That's a great communications plan? Well, again, they have been answered because we get communications as members about them saying cartel. They've been answered by stop. whom? Where? By NAR to membership. Who gives a shit? We're talking about consumers, Sam. We're talking you about the fact that New York Times... No, hold on. This is the important part, right? If NAR had competent PR and communications people, okay, this is what they go. If we lose Sitzer, we're going to have the New York Times, CNN, and Wall Street Journal write these articles calling us crooks and calling the NAR cartels. So you know what we need to do? We need to book Tracy on Good Morning America, CNN, Fox News, just line them all up, right? The minute we lose, she needs to be on the next episode of that show saying, hey, we it, it didn't come out the way you want it, but as the president, I need to explain to you all, realtors are not crooks, this is not a cartel, this is a disagreement, we're right at the... Nothing. No media appearances anywhere. Nothing. No articles, no op-eds going immediately to New York Times, Wall Street Journal, all these fucking places. Nothing. Instead, so again, uh, email to the membership. Who gives a shit about the membership, dude? Membership's already a member. We are talking about consumers. What Greg said, that now agents have to deal with home sellers coming to them saying, so I understand you guys are crooks and I don't have to pay this commission. No Greg, comms plan. I would, I, I would love for you to be able to talk, but I have to follow yeah, up. Sorry, go, go ahead, Greg. So <laughs> I'll shut one, up now for again, a while. Once again, we've shifted right in the middle of a question <laughs> from there was no communication to membership to notice to consumers. So I suppose you haven't read the letters that actually went out. There were op-eds from NAR to media outlets. Again, apparently it's a homework assignment for me. As you, as you say, as you say, none, zero. Five days later, Sam, five days. Uh, in, a, in, a, in a process that's probably gonna take two to three that's years. That's not Bob. professional communication. Professional comp says the minute we lose the trial, we send out op-eds. Does that mean they print it the next day? Again, Rob, I'm not I'm not involved in that. But but this there's nothing, there's no plan, there's no communications, there's no PR. Your your NAR and you can't book your president onto Good Morning America the day after. It's tiresome. 
What it's do you have crisis comms for? What do you pay these people binary for? Binary arguments when we know these things. No, all it's, it's obvious. It's upset. obvious PR practice, man. You can be upset that it was five days instead upset. of two days. That's okay. I'm still upset but that Tracy Casper's not appeared on any shows. Fake scenario. It's yeah, just so, not real. So NAR could do no wrong, basically, in your book. Can I get you guys a cup of coffee or anything? Is there anything NAR could have done that you said? You know what? That's incompetent. I, I already said to you, I'm not here to say that you're wrong and that they've been right and everything. And yet, until, you're defending until, your utter lack of competence. And there it is again. Utter lack I mean, of competence. Utter I mean, lack of competence. It, I guess, you know, to me, if if NAR had a communication plans, I guess what we're saying is that, you know, oh, none of us that think it didn't, that, that Rob it didn't especially doesn't vendors, think it's a good one, right? We, right. we talked about filter bubbles, that maybe the communications plan didn't get to vendors and consultants in a way that you would have liked it to have gotten to, okay? <laughs> I wanted it to go to consumers, But Sam. that's not what you were talking about. consumer. No, no, I, that's exact. That's the second major point. And this is one of the things okay, so that Greg should, and I kind of got on, right? Sure, sure. Where's the comms plan to consumers? Knowing, if you did a whiteboard, that one of the consequences of losing that trial is that the journalists who don't know Dick, journalists are morons. They don't know yeah. a thing. They're going to write the most sensational, most whatever, and call NAR cartels and do all that. They right. knew that, or they should have known yeah. that. Okay, knowing that, if we lose Sitzer, what do we do? Do we wait five fucking days to release some statement? Do we yeah. not have yeah. our spokespeople on every channel pro TV program we can? And you're not some random ass, you know, like... Nobody. You're the National Associate of Realtors, the most powerful lobby in Washington, D.C. You can't get guest spots on CNN. Police. Police get the fuck out of here. That is utter incompetence on the part of the communications professional. You so can show me proof. Hold on. If you show me proof that they sent out all these things and then those news outlets said no, I will retract everything. I will apologize and I'll be, you know what? They did everything right and they just got screwed. I'd be happy to retract that. My point is, Without having those docs, without having those, the only conclusion that a rational person can come to is this is a fuck up of major proportions so as I, part of a national crisis communications plan. But I mean, bi binary statements, that's all we're going to do all day long. The only conclusion you can come to in a lack of evidence is the binary extreme. I think, it's I mean, there's just, another it's conclusion. Just, it's just, it's just it again, a little bit old. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, I, I could say... There pro it sounds like there, 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 there was a communication plan. I think what Rob is saying, it was, it was, in his opinion, it was horrible. And then hindsight's twenty twenty. If you look back, because um, I can think of like four in in my mind of major consumer outlets like the Wall Street Journal, Business Week, and some others that had and ran stories on this, uh, like an op-ed or anything else piece. But I can't remember any anyone's from our point of view, from the industry's point of view. Really, there might be in blurbs and an article or whatever else, but not, not something um, like I can think of these four in my head. Right? It would be nice to like be able to point to well, the NAR put a smackdown on this here. It maybe it's the back page of the Wall Street Journal. I mean, I know that doesn't have the same impact because it's all whatever, but there is those kind of things that you can do. I think that um, could do that. Now, Rob, I would say also for you know for NAR's defense or anybody's, it's like. There is there is another strategy. It's like, uh, and and I say this to a lot of people: never comment on a blog, right? You're just going to invite 
the, the crazies out there, right? A lot of times, right? if, if, if there's some sort of news, let it pass. And, 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 and two weeks later, three weeks later, maybe it's going to be less of a news unless you keep it stoked. I don't It might've been part of the strategy. I don't know. But I, I think that the major thing is not that there was none. It wasn't a binary thing or it wasn't like it was the worst thing ever. That's an opinion. It's just, I, I think just looking at it outside, looking in, it's like, I think they could have done a better job. I mean, I, I think so. So that's, that's a fine opinion to have, that they could have done a better job. Rob doesn't like the timing. He doesn't like the outlets where the consumer communications went out. He doesn't like when they went yeah, out. Maybe won. he doesn't like the breadth. We don't know how many they were submitted to. But we have said there was a communications plan. Settlement appeal was discussed. Clearly, there was a it strategy in a whiteboard man. within a team. Clearly, it was communicated to members as I can forward you 100 emails. And clearly, there was a media outreach as well. We are a little ways in to a trial that they have said is probably going to be a two, three-year three year process with appeals. It's not over. There were copycat <laughs> lawsuits that already exist that have been reported on heavily. So we're in the middle here somewhere. We are not down this side of the extreme with all of these nothing, never, none of it happened, which is what is getting reported by people. Because nothing, who, never, none of it happened, Sam. Well, I mean, I might as well just not talk. I mean, I no, literally just You can talk, but you're going to have to point to some evidence. I, so, like I said, I could forward you 100 emails, and it might not make you happy. 100 emails to members. The, articles, the, the news no. media articles. You're, you're out there. Like what? You can like find what? These, yeah, you no, have like Google what? As well. Like what? I we named four, where the other side got to bash the shit out of us. Where 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 the news outlets where our voice was heard. Yeah, no, I I I, I don't know how I can keep explaining that I've got a hundred emails and I can point to the news yeah, articles. Hundred emails from NAR like that's that's the point is where the where's the consumer outreach? I actually just explained that too, and you talked about it because you saw it and you didn't like the timing, and therefore. There's the consumer outreach. You just didn't like the timing. We're not the, really the timing getting anywhere is, with this. Timing is incompetent, dude. It's awful. But sure. Sure. So they've they done a fantastic job of communications and defending the realtor brand. You know what? Here's why it's binary, Sam, right? Why this like kind of halfway, you know, this, that, and the other thing. Here's why that doesn't actually matter. Like between you and I having some theoretical argument, that's fine. The issue is for the consumer, for the consumer and the realtor on the street. When the realtor has sit there and explain to the seller how she or he is not a cartel and do all this stuff, right, that is binary because there was no countervailing what the consumer heard. Well, okay, so I see the other side. Well, this seems real complicated. So what do I do to have you sell my house? That's not what's happening. That is not what we're hearing. That's not what our friends in the industry are hearing. What they're hearing is the consumer, because they saw CNN, News, uh, uh, Business Week, Wall Street Journal, are going to their agents and those agents not have to deal with stuff that they were completely unprepared for. So there was none. That is binary. There, there was none except for the ones that we already pointed out and that we'll Google afterwards. So there was not none. So we're back to where we started. We're back to where we started with a lot of I don't know buts with binary conclusions stacked on top of them. That's where we are. I've pointed out, I don't know how sure. many different ways it was communicated. You don't sure. like the communications plan. That's fine. I pointed out where there was media outreach. You don't like the media outreach. That's fine. That's okay. And yet, these house of cards on I don't know buts don't really lead to strong conclusions. And that was really kind I, of the whole okay. point. Not to argue okay. 
that you have to so, agree that the strong conclusions the here's the, right the thing way? strong conclusions actually that we come to don't matter the strong conclusions that matter is what the hold up is what the realtor on the ground will face right what the local associate getting sued are going to have to deal with and we now know Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Metrotex have to deal with those, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What the brokers on the street, the agents on the street are going to have to deal with when they get sued and they didn't know was coming. So whether oh, Rob was right, oh, they, oh, they didn't know right Rob. it doesn't matter because it's oh, pretty binary. Rob. You either get sued or you don't. You're either prepared or you're not. It's pretty binary. They know Rob. They're smart people. They okay. understand copycat lawsuits. It's out there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. it's, it's well understood. So. Okay. So, so let me um, ask you this, Sam. For, I mean, coming yeah. from just being a member of NAR, right? I mean, that's your, your, you kind of talk about that, you know, just as sure. as a member of NAR, you've gotten these things. And, and I know you're really close to this too, because you're you see all your different sides, um, being almost part of the vendor community in a way too, right? I mean, working with vendors all the time. But as a member, as an NAR member. Uh, and I know you have a lot of friends too. I don't know if you're going to answer this question. If you can really answer this question, but I mean. Do you see ways that you thought that you thought that NAR could have handled this better, or do you think this is the, this is a, a a terrible situation, and they've handled this the best that they could? Is there any criticism that you think that that they're due at all? You know, I I think it it's unfortunate that there's been this um, you know culture issues you know with the organization. I think everybody can agree that's. Yeah, um, yeah, not good for the I mean, organization. I, I don't want to talk about that part, but yeah, well, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think that that certainly adds a lot to everyone's table. There, it adds a yeah. lot to yeah. the executive. It adds a lot to leadership team where they're sort of fighting wars on multiple fronts, where they could just be focused on business and the lawsuits if that wasn't there. Um, so that's you know that's one thing. Um, I, I think there's you know this. Um, there's a conversation that's been going on forever, which is, well, if we don't like what's happening, we'll just leave realtor membership. And you guys had a good bet about who would leave and who wouldn't, um, which is, is always interesting. Businesses can make their own decisions. Um, you know, that being said, the idea that folks are going to leave realtor membership because of any of these things, uh, Redney's getting sued in this case, brokerages are getting sued. Uh, leaving realtor membership neither takes away your business actions in the past, nor does it protect you from what you're doing today, as is evidenced by non-realtor members being sued in these lawsuits. Um, the idea that MLSs would leave um, realtor membership, um, well, it's always possible when you actually look at um, what it costs for E&O insurance at a minimum before, before the lawsuits, what it costs an MLS to get independent E&O insurance. Um, I've talked to the biggest MLSs in the country, and even though some people will poo-poo this, this is a massive cost to an organization that NAR covers for those MLSs that are a part of the realtor membership. And imagine what those kinds of costs would look like after these lawsuits. So this idea that it's just a simple flip a switch and all of these 10,000 realtors who come to this event, who love this organization, who run the realtor associations, who own and manage a lot of these MLSs would simply turn that off um, is not likely. It's not a likely scenario. So there's just a lot of that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but hold on. I mean, I'm sure I, you went down a tangent there. I'm just asking. But I mean, it, you're, I'm you're just describing saying, like, like there, there's a lot of but, chaotic but, but, but conversations any, out there. Do you as a member, right? 
Um, having seen this, and again, maybe it's hard for you to answer because you, you've got your tentacles everywhere, right? I mean, we all do. Um, loyalties and whatnot. I mean, is there something that maybe that you, you know, and I'm not talking about the cultural stuff and all that things, but is there any criticism that you can give your your organization that you wish that they would have done a little bit better? Um, um, as you said, I mean, hindsight's um, twenty twenty, of course, right? So, well, sure, but so I haven't actually said that NAR had the right legal strategy, and I haven't said NAR had the wrong legal strategy. I'm just trying to correct where I think there are gaps yeah. in information and things that are being described incorrectly. So, I'm not, am I going to criticize NAR's legal strategy? partway in? Absolutely not. Of course not. Um, is it perfect? Probably not. Never is. Um, but I think that's, you know, Rob and I having a long argument isn't about me saying that NAR is doing everything perfectly. It's simply about saying that some of the things but can stated you name something? Are not I mean, correct. can you just go on record no, I and say- I just said, I'm not going to do that right now. No. Oh, Thank you. You though. said on the legal strategy, but anything else? Um, no, at okay. the moment, right. that, no, that's, 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 fair. that's, that's, that's a really, you know, hot button kind of question. No, to ask no, on the I, I think I preface that like saying you may not be able to answer this because of who you are and what you have. Not, and not on the fly. I wouldn't have yeah. anything on the fly. No. Yeah. Okay. No, that's okay. Sorry. That, that's that not says good a lot. Yeah. content okay. for the pod. Yeah. Oh, no, it's great content for the pod. <laughs> <laughs> but okay so what's the third you had three others because i i have a bunch you know that i'm just like this is ranking competence you're like no it's not <laughs> and they are super competent okay we disagree where's the third where we were not uh up on the facts with the third <laughs> Yeah, I thought, I thought we went over like 17, if you ask Yeah, I, I, I went through five in a row and you argued with one of them. Okay, sorry. Oh. So let's hear the other four. Okay, so we went back to um, NAR never talked about appeal, never talked about settlement. They didn't have a plan. They never thought about the potential outcomes. They didn't repeat that there are copycat lawsuits to the membership. I think those were the first handful um, that they had no com you know, communications to the MLSs. Certainly, maybe people didn't get the communications they wanted. Some people were not happy with the way they thought things should have been communicated. But it's just a lot of those statements being made that are not correct in those binary sort of descriptions. And that's so, really- So just to put a pin on that. Sure. You're saying that NAR had communications with like MLSs and such. It may not have been what the MLSs wanted to hear. They maybe want to hear more detail or anything else. Um, but that was that was a conscious decision from NAR's part to not go too in depth with um, with with that cohort, so to speak. And again, I, I don't know how that decision was made. Okay. All I know is the communications that I saw that were pretty broad and extensive and frequent um, that came out. So certainly, people can have okay. arguments about that. You know, it's things like you know there was a conversation about you know the association's lawyers have never thought about leaving NAR at the MLS level. I mean, I've been hearing these conversations at conferences for years, for years at CMLS, the conversation came up again. And some of the executives talked about, you know, hey, maybe we need to split up the three-way agreement. And others said, well, we run the realtor associations with the MLS. So that's absolutely crazy. And these are big realtor association run MLS. So that conversation has been going on forever. 
the nuance is not as much fun. It's not as sexy. It's not great to argue that something's somewhere in the middle. Um, but that's the situation. Right. We should really have a more fun topic next time we do no, this. No, this is plenty <laughs> fun, but I, I'm trying to understand what that means, though. The nuance is somewhere in the middle. It's not as fun. So well, what's I think what he means is that it, it's great to like have these, like as he calls them, <clears throat> binary statements that you know you can go back and forth with. But, but you know what what they wanted to reveal or what you know what the parsing of what the messages were to this group versus the message to that group, and is the parsing that messaging you know, right or wrong, or is it, is it too much, too little, whatever? I mean, who ca I mean, to get caught up in that detail is probably a little bit much. I don't know. And again, the, you know, the filter bubbles with what you hear and what we hear on your show, you know, Greg described pretty well in two minutes, the value of, of NAR and realtor membership. And Rob, you said to him, you just did that better in two minutes than NAR has ever done. And yeah. I don't know what the time period was. Well, so for those of us who have been through that value prop coaching and communications for years and years on end at a very frequent basis, it's just silly. NAR has been saying that to consumers through advertising campaigns and to membership through communications ad nauseum forever. And um, it may not be the kind of communications you're receiving, but it's just another one of these um, things that I'm glad okay. Greg can describe it well. You know why he can? Because he's heard this stuff at these events, because he's been part of these communications. That's why he can describe it well. Um, and it's again, it's not a, it's not a sexy way to describe things, but it's these things exist. Maybe not as well as some people would like them. Maybe they can be improved. Uh, they certainly have to be improved because, you know, you say, well, Greg had it because it was in the ether because NAR such such a great job of doing value whatever training greg's not a realtor member he hasn't been to any of that training right so why can greg describe it so well <laughs> because greg's smart and he's actually thoughtful okay this is where the podcast goes off the rails <laughs> you know? like here's the issue i think one of my issues here one of the issues here is i am saying you're right it is binary i am saying what i have seen from nar in the last couple of years has been rank incompetence, right? And I'm not challenging the legal strategy. Like, no, no, no. Like, you can have whatever. I, I've never once challenged the legal strategy. I have challenged their communications I, to I leadership. I've heard that pretty repeatedly, actually. No, I've never challenged the legal strategy ever, ever. Not in like, writing, not in per person, not in nothing. I've like never challenged now, the legal settle strategy. Settle now, settle previously, settle before. That's no. What I said was, if you're going to settle with the Department of Justice, why drag it out? Yeah, I mean, it seems like that's arguing that's, with the strategy of not settling but that's, yet. But that's, no, that, that wasn't me. That's Greg's thing. I'm like, I get why they can't settle because they have to cover everybody if they're going to settle. What I've raised was difficulties for NAR settling. Right? I've never challenged any of the legal strategy because it is what it is. No, really, in an antitrust case, like what, what are you supposed to do? Right? And I'm not an antitrust expert. They are. So I'm going to grant that they're taking whatever the right strategy is. What I'm questioning, like I said, have been preparation, communication, not to membership, communication to the public. I've been questioning those two things. And I've been questioning some of the other lack of transparency that's coming out, right? And you saying like, well, there's been hundreds of communications. Okay, then yeah, please send, uh, send me the hundreds of communications so I can see for myself what they actually said, right? 
And again, we could go detail by detail because I've been asking the same question. They just said it. As an example, you've repeated and NAR has repeated for at least 10, 10 times that we're going to appeal this. I'm like, cool, of course you're going to appeal it. One of my questions around that though, because I'm the only one to have raised it really is, can you afford the bond? And they said yes. And they said yes without actually clarifying how that's possible. Because the bond amount would be $5 billion. They haven't said we have $5 billion, right? Now, right. I don't expect them to say that, right? But the fact that they don't explain just, oh, yeah, no, we, we, we got the funding lined up. The rational observer could be like, really? Like, how? Well, they're I, trying to even get the, the, the fee lowered, right? So it's not even I, I'm sure it's going to be five billion. So right. So then, yeah, at I mean, a minimum, couldn't you? Again, maybe not to membership. I'm agreeing with you in this sense. I don't think it's necessary to panic the membership, okay? But at least to like the board of directors, or at least to like the state presidents and the local association presidents and CEOs. At least go listen. If the bond, if we can lower the damage amount to three hundred million, or we can convince the judge to lower it to this amount then we can probably afford it. If the judge comes back with, sure, I'm going to lower it, but it's going to be $600 million, then yeah, we can cut afford it, but man, we're going to have to sell all this stuff. Like, here's what we would have to do to afford that. So I'm just, like, that level of transparency at this point, what is the harm of telling your leadership, of telling the people who should know? Again, because you're, these you're, are the you're assigning things like state presidents to your leadership. <clears throat> And, and you immediately get to over a thousand people if you start assigning those kinds of titles to state leaders and MLS leaders and et cetera. There's a leadership team. I'm not a part of it. I don't know. At some level, they're having that discussion. At some level in that leadership structure, they're having that discussion. I don't know what the numbers are. I think one of the more important things that you've been pointing to is this idea of a settlement for everyone in perpetuity is that um, you're forced into a situation where your membership, and I agree with them, is in the right. They've done things out in the open in a way that was transparent, that consumers had the opportunity to read the contracts and understand and willingly paid for. And now you've got ambulance chasers, um, but not just, I mean, let, let's be fair. You've got federal agencies who are after you who believe they want to lower prices and they think that the way they can lower prices is by changing your policies. Your membership does not accept the idea that they need to just go give away their money without fighting for what they believe is right. And if you get to a certain point where the legal situation is that um, whether or not you're right, it's going to be very difficult, then at that point, NAR has an opportunity to consider whether they can clear this up for everybody in perpetuity. Does that have to happen three weeks after a jury decision? Probably doesn't have to. Might that happen down the road? That's a good question. I don't know. But that's sure. really, I think, what the most important part of your discussions have been is no. how do we make this all go away at oh, a certain Sam, point? No, I agree. But here's the thing. And again, if they settle, I don't know. Greg thinks like they should settle. Greg, they should settle. I've always taken a position. I think if they could find a way to settle this, they would have. I completely believe that. The issue, though, now because you talk about timing, three weeks or three years. My point is, because of the copycat lawsuits, we don't have three years as an industry. And I'm not saying that because we would lose. And I've made this point over and over and over again, right? The problem with the copycat lawsuit, take Austin Board of Realtors, right? It's not that they would lose that case. The problem is they got sued in the first place. And 
they can't get it dismissed. Not not with the precedent of Sitzer. The problem with these agent teams or the one out of um, South Carolina is really is illustrative. The uh, Murdoch case, what was, what's the name of that one? Anyway, you know the South Carolina case that they sued uh, KW and NAR? Hmm. Like they're going to end up suing the local KW brokerages, right? And then the, the Rebney case uh, is suing a whole bunch of brokers, but that's Rebney. Okay, you know what's next? Next is going to be some ambulance chaser in central Pennsylvania bring a lawsuit against the local association and 20 brokers in central Pennsylvania with like 25 agents each. They, would, they might win that case, right? The problem is just paying the lawyers to defend yourself and to go through its discovery and to go through the legal process, that is the danger. And I'm sitting here like, so the warning, the prepping part for me is not, and to me, this is what NAR really should have done. So if I'm criticizing, it's not because I think their legal strategy is off, or it's because at some point you needed to have gone to the leaders, gone to those people and say, hey guys, we're just being straight with you. We're being level with you. We're fighting as best as we can. We're writing the facts, we're writing the laws. We're trying to find the settlement that could work for everybody. But if we don't, and Sitzer goes against us, here's what could happen. You need to prepare for this. You need to think about these conditions. None of that happened. And for that, I do blame NAR. And for that, it is binary. Because either you warned those people so they were ready or you didn't. And right now, what we're finding out is they didn't. So therefore, these people who are getting sued are not ready. That's, so that's all I'm pointing out. I think right? one, of, one of the other things that you pointed out in the last episode was the idea of, you know, is, is NAR also seeking a, a legislative strategy around this? Um, or is there a way that this becomes something that goes to the Supreme Court? Um, you know, they're a very powerful lobbying body. Um, yep. Occam's razor. What, what's most likely here? The likelihood is every one of those triggers is activated right now. And they're all working those relationships right now, talking to them about how their hope so. consumers and their clients are going to be right. hurt by this kind of a decision. It's not just going to hurt the broker. So is sure. that a likely scenario that that's also happening? Yes. You've got all these different prongs out there for appeals and settlements and legislative avenues okay. and a membership that has said, we're right Sam, and we need to go in. You just raised something that's incredibly important because I agree. Okay. Like, again, on this part personally, I believe that the legislative, the lobbying wing of NAR has been activated. They're going and doing exactly, they're have, having those phone calls. They're trying their goddamnest. The issue is, I based my statement on what Shannon McGann said on stage at NAR. So what you are asking me to do and what you're asking other people are listening to do is to assume that the NAR leader is lying to us when they say we have That's, nothing no, planned. I, I, I think That's what she said. She said, hold on. Like, no, I think you guys discussed this last time and Greg interpreted that statement differently than you interpreted it. How did Greg interpret it? That we have nothing planned? We don't even know what to argue? You want me to pull up the uh, quote? I, I just listened to your, your pod this morning and you guys argued over this. So I haven't seen the quote directly. Um, so I suppose if we're going to Google on the fly and go for this, yeah, why let's, not? Let's, let's go for I'd it. Be because that's, I was like, what? And I won't lose lobbying chops for legislative fix to commission lawsuits. Okay. Yeah, that's the time. Uh, right? How can we help? We had What is the conversation about legislative solution? According to McGann, because Sitzerberg and other similar suits are going to the court system, it's unclear what change can be made. Legislators affect them. 
with this being a class action suit before a jury, there's not much that a federal official is going to do in that area. In that area. Still Cheatham Press, NAR is flush with money, da-da-da. We went to Madden the Banks and the real estate. We've got this handy lever. I think brokers just want to know, can we pull that lever in this situation? Uh, is this existential threat? Is this not a time to try? McGann reiterated that she wasn't sure what legislative action was needed when this is going through a different process. And NAR feels very confident about its appeal. So, so my point, is, Sam, is yeah. when I hold on, when I read that, I go, okay, I can either assume McGann is lying to the audience and her team is in fact talking to people about legislative action, or they really don't have one. Yeah, again, it, it doesn't have to be black or white. Um, What's the great? It doesn't, it doesn't have to be nothing or well, she said it was lying. unclear to her. It's right? unclear. So, so, and you're talking about how she responded to a question from the audience during a session yes, from yes, right? Okay, okay. So on the fly, she said it's unclear whether there's a solution there, which means their first and foremost front line is to win on appeal, and it means that they may be getting their folks ready to talk about or already talking more likely to their folks and say, right. hey, this is this thing that's happening here. Right. We think we're going to win it in the courts, but you should be aware because maybe there's right. an avenue that we need. To, I mean, right. it's, it's And that's, what, that's my point. No, it shouldn't say unclear. She just says, I'm not sure what legislative action was needed. The right. direct so, question from the floor was, uh, we've got this handy lever. Brokers want to know, can we pull that lever in this situation? This is an existential threat for the organization. Is this right. not a time to try? The right, right answer would have been to your point, we're a confident appeal, da, da, da. but believe me, Craig, we are pulling some levers. We're having conversations. We're doing what we can. I can't get into the details of what that stuff is, as you could imagine, but yes, we in the lobbying wing are pulling levers. That You, you, can, you can suggest that that would have been a better answer for, for that. That's fine. Right, right. That's so fine. I'm just clarifying the reason why I went with, it doesn't sound like the lobbying arm has any thing in action is because literally the head of their lobbying came out and said, we have nothing going on. No, that's literally not what she said, which is another one of these examples of her saying unclear and not showing her hand any more than we're not doing anything and we have nothing official at this moment. Uh, again, I feel like you are putting it's words in Shannon against There's a little bit of parsing there, but um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so in any event, like the, the reason why I, I think I do this is because I'm reading <laughs> what they say and then I take them at their word. Or you change the words sometimes, but that's okay. The, the extreme argumentation style pushes <laughs> us to the edge. And sometimes that gets us to something really interesting. And yeah, sometimes I mean, it I, just gets us to yeah, frustration. Yeah, yeah. I think to me, what I, what I feel here is, I mean, it's, it's, you know, just, listening here mostly on this podcast i mean more the listener is that this is the most interesting guest we've ever had on notorious <laughs> on, uh, disrelations i don't know well, if well here it is it's like I, on one angle i mean I, I think both of you care right and that's that's always by my kind of like um weather vein of like whether i give a shit or not is is if that person cares sam obviously you you care you've reached out to us you're a longtime listener to say hey guys there's some something needs to be said here. You care, Rob. Obviously, uh, making these statements, he cares, right? And I think we need both sides of this. I mean, Sam, you won't criticize, right? You're not going to criticize that organization, right? Um, I, I, I Rob, don't think I've criticized any organization during this right. conversation. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot to criticize out there, but and Rob, Rob is criticizing, right? So I think it's important to kind of have 
uh, you know, that passion on both sides there, right? I don't, I don't look at it as a problem, as a problem at all. I mean, there's, there's things that, you know, we can get caught up in the heat of, uh, of, of, of reporting on this stuff that, you know, we re reread a headline and quickly go through the article and not get as much context we want. And that's, that's on us. Um, there's certainly a overall vibe that we get from the people that we talk to that, you know, also are probably doing the same thing, right? They didn't read everything they got either. Um, but, you know, overall, I, I just think, I think that, you know, they, they could have done better and everybody could do better with every job they have. So that's not, that's not to say that NAR is the worst company in the world. Every company could do better, right? Every association can do better. Um, it's just, and again, hindsight being 2020, I think a lot of these things, I think Rob says a lot of these things could have been avoided or could have been handled better. That's our opinion, you know, and we're looking, you know, and, and maybe some of it isn't 2020. It's really, we, we had the crystal ball, man. We saw the future. We knew it was going to happen. And we just wish that they were kind of, uh, we wish that their decisions were more unlike, I guess, ours our decisions and not the decisions that they made. Right. So that, that's a bit of that, but, um, yeah, yeah I mean, I, going I, back, going back to where we started, um, you know, I didn't come here to tell you that all of your conclusions are wrong, but even though this is a fun, entertaining and also informative show, you've got a real audience. You've got a real audience who's been listening to you for years about these issues. And, um, you know, there's a, at least a level of, you know, need for them to get that context. Um, it's a big following. People come up to me and talk to me about things they heard on the show, and a lot of them take it as fact. Some of them, again, are angry, um, sometimes depending on the episode, um, but it is a big audience, and it's a lot of folks, and so just adding context where I can, if I'm wrong, that's okay, but where I can just bring additional facts and information, I'm happy to do that. Um, and I really hope that we're talking about sports cars in Vegas and something else. More. <laughs> karaoke, and karaoke action. Yeah. Barbecue so, and karaoke next time. Yeah. Well, no, I, listen, think, I, I think to me, as soon as, as, as Rob heard that you wanted to do this and you said yes, I mean, that's, I think, the testament to uh, the pod that, yeah. No, I think people are, Sam, people are going to listen to you and Rob, and I think they're going to get what you're, I, I think they're smelling what you're cooking, Sam. I totally I, I believe that. And I think the same thing for Rob as well. So yeah, I think look, that's I do what want to point something. Today. I do want to point something out here. Um, this is what civil disagreement looks like, right? I mean, more of this we have in our industry overall, in any, actually in the world, in life itself, I think the better. Like, despite, like, Sam and I could vehemently disagree about NAR's competence or lack thereof. Like, at the end of the day, it doesn't, like, we're still friends, like, Hopefully, we're still going to go do some karaoke at some point. Like, I mean, this is what civil disagreement looks like. And the reason why I think we're both so vehement is because we both give a shit. We both care yeah, a great deal. That's what I said, yeah. Like, Without a doubt. I, I could hate NAR uh, right now. But you know what? Like, I've spent all this fucking time of my life doing this because I love, like, the realtors movement, you know, under all the land, the spirit that motivated all of this. I, I fucking love it. You know, like the preamble to the the Constitution still like brings tears to my. It's an amazing document, and the men and women who work in this business, they're amazing people. Great, you know, people. like I know I'm probably not Tracy Casper's favorite person in the world right now. I totally get that. I've known Tracy for years, and she's a smart, intelligent, kind, wonderful lady. 
who I think is just stuck in a really shitty position. And because she is the current president of NAR, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to pr- criticize your, you and your organization in some ways. It's not personal. I fucking love Tracy. She's great. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I get all that, right? And it's hard to sort of try and separate the personal whatever. I do this because I fundamentally give a fuck about the great agent out there busting her ass, doing everything right for the client, and you know what? She's about to now suffer. It pisses me the fuck off. And if there's anything that I think like I can do to help them prepare for what might be coming, I'm going to do it. If there's something that I feel like, listen, you're worried. Like I had a con- so total aside, I had a conversation with a good friend of mine who's a top listing agent in New Jersey. She's a reader of my blog. She's a listener to this podcast. She calls me panicked because of what I wrote about Relevant, the Supreme Court case. And I'm like, that's a real law nerd shit. But we're talking, and she's like, does this mean that I'm going to get sued and lose my house? And I'm like, no, because you're in New Jersey. That's not the Second Circuit, right? You're okay. You're an agent. There's no theory under which these fucking ambulance chases can come after you. And the relief in her voice, oh, good. Like, we need more. Like, that's why I do this shit, right? Otherwise, I could spend my time doing something else very profitably. And I same way for you, Sam. I mean, you could do a lot of different things, and I get it. Coming on to this show and arguing with me is not like something you go, "Ooh, wee, let me like." So this I, to me, it kind of is actually, but I'm a little twisted that way. <laughs> but my point is this: like, we all do this. None of us need to do this as a job. None of us are doing this for you know. We're doing this because we really, genuinely give a fuck and we give a shit about the industry, the people in it. And ultimately, the consumer and the American Republic, like, dude, if we don't have home ownership, there is no United States of America. Like, I don't want to turn into fucking communist China. I don't want that to happen. And I believe very strongly that some number of the 1.5 million realtors, not all of them, I'm going to be honest, some number of them are the very best salt of the earth, like people that keep America kind of what it is, this home ownership society where people can have dreams. I believe that. And if it's not one organization going to serve it, it'll be something else. Like, I don't, that's where I'm really coming from. And I know you're coming from that. I know Greg cares about it. And it involves the vendors. It involves the tech companies, the MLS associations, all of the constellation. Matt, at the end of the day, all we're trying to do is somehow figure out how do we keep the American dream alive? How do we keep the, the good people in the industry, in the industry and in business, and try and figure out how to get the bad people out? And if that, you know, my way is one way, your way is a different way. And you know what? The fact that we can have these conversations civilly is fucking wonderful. What sucks is when people don't have these conversations, they don't talk to each other, they make assumptions, they start creating tribes and enemies and this, that, and the other thing. So thank you for coming on and doing this because- Well, thank, thank you. We, we right? need the steady hands and we need the people that make us uncomfortable. And boy, do you make us uncomfortable on a regular <laughs> basis. So well, you know. it's, it's, all, it's all healthy. Special, hey, have special a, have a great time in Paris, man. We can't, I can't yeah, wait to indeed. hear all the stories and stuff, dude. Yeah, yeah I really, really appreciate it, guys. Looking forward to it. And uh, someday soon on the fun side of the business. Indeed. Thanks, indeed. thanks for joining us, man. This right, is great. Thanks, thanks everybody. Listen, content is everything. Two Brothers Creative makes it look easy. Right now, business owners really only have two options. The first option is hire a big firm. Now, this big firm's gonna come in, make you think that they invented all the algorithms and start charging you thousands of dollars every month. You don't wanna do that. Second option is to do it yourself. Well, that means you gotta learn SEO, SEM, 
copywriting, marketing techniques on the web. Ugh, you should be really focusing on your own product. But now there's a third option. It's called content in a box. Give Two Brothers Creative 30 minutes a week and they'll handle everything. Plus, they'll show you how to bring it in house later on. They'll rebuild your marketing foundation and give you tools and techniques and a new marketing playbook that'll actually produce real results and help you grow your business. Two Brothers Creative will give you the confidence and know-how to tell the SEOs and SEMs and all those other acronyms to get fucked. You're in control now. Get started today at thecontentbox.com.